Hello everybody, welcome to Eavesdropping at the Movies. I'm Jose. I'm Mike. With our jigsaw, which I found, I don't know how long it was. How long was it? Probably about an hour and a half, let me find out. Um, anyway, whatever the length, I found it like... 92 minutes. 92 minutes of torture. <laughs> in what, did good torture or bad torture? No, bad torture. I, kind of, I couldn't take pleasure in anything that I was seeing, really. I didn't like it at all. I did I see you putting your hand over your face a couple of times. Yes, well, which is was... what I did when we saw it, and you thought that when we saw it, I was putting my hand over my face because I was like, "Oh my god, I can't take this. This is terrible." But actually, it's because I was, you know, getting ready for scares. Oh well, no, I was I was obviously uh, scared and disgusted and all the things that you're supposed to feel. Um, but I didn't take any I didn't take any pleasure mm. in it. It didn't seem it seemed to me that it was a kind of torture, really, a torture of the audience. I kind of. You know. Well, I I'm not sure it's quite a torture of the audience. It's it a torture um, of me. <laughs> possibly of you. Um, do you. When you say torture, do you mean like because you couldn't handle what you're seeing or because it was just not very good? Well, you know, normally in horror, or what I like about horror recently, is that it seems to be dealing with all the major issues of the day. That You know, it's kind of, it's really a genre that's kind of critiquing society and it's doing it collectively through the things that scare you most. I mean, to me, this was the equivalent of, like, throwing a baby on a bus to scare people or something. It was like, you know, it felt um, unimaginative and um, just bludgeoning you with things that are, are obviously horrifying and, you know, and disgusting. Uh, it's not... Usually these things also have a bit of humor at the end. This kind of, to me, it, it didn't have that either. So actually, It takes itself quite seriously, that's for sure. Yeah, so I just felt bludgeoned by these disgusting murders, one after another after another. And actually, what I also hated it all being encased in this kind of very sanctimonious really, religiosity, really, you know, where kind of... You know, people have to confess and kind of have to take responsibility for their crimes. And it's very overt in this film. It's because um, I, I know you haven't seen any of the other ones. No, I haven't. You're, seen any you're any completely else. unfamiliar with the series, whereas I, I I like the series and I wrote an article on them and everything. Um, so I'm I'm very familiar with them. So the idea of kind of confession, the, the idea of confession isn't quite what the series goes for. the The idea is um, sort of acceptance and taking responsibility um, for your previous sins and and kind of cleansing yourself through uh, being put through these games, these kind of physical and mental tortures. I meant to ask you about the structure of this. So is this really like a video game? Is it influenced in, on, in, you know, with that kind of logic? Um, I don't know about video game. It's, uh, it, it's, it's, I, I, what I will start off by saying is that this isn't a very good film. Yes. Um, as much as I liked it in some ways, I'm a sucker for these movies. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not very good. Um, the structure is kind of all over the place and it is a real mess until right at the end when it all kind of makes mm -hmm. sense and it starts to, you know, make sense at the end. Um, but before then, it is not juggling the plates well enough. Yes. Um, juggling the plates? Spinning the plates. Spinning the plates, yeah. Well enough. Um, the, idea, the idea of the structure being kind of video gaming I don't think is a particularly strong sort of thing. Okay. It's, it's just let all me, over the place. So let me ask you, what, what are the normal pleasures of this series of films. What have you liked about them in the past that this one 
doesn't live up to. The main thing is is the traps, right? So the idea is that Jigsaw, or as the series goes on, uh, someone who is kind of taking on his role, mm-hmm. one of his his, his, his um, what's the words, proteges. Uh-huh. You know, um, they set up these quote unquote games, which are these kind of uh, torture devices, in which people are kind of strapped into machines or chained to things or whatever, and told that they have to perform some sort of physical action that's going to get them out of it and that's going to be painful it's going to involve you know kind of uh having to dispense you know having having to cut yourself to fill something up with blood or it's it's called the crystal maze Mm. you know or Takeshi's castle but with torture Uh so that's the joy right it's like the invention yeah Yeah, exactly but that that was always the idea like the the inventiveness of of what the filmmakers have created what these what these these traps are going to be. And there's some really good ones. There's some almost iconic ones and there's some not so good ones and the films are full of them. And as the series went on, the structure became kind of looser. So you started to get kind of traps that weren't really traps, but they were just things that people put into. It started to become kind of fluid as to what counted as a trap or not. How long has the series been going on? Since 2004. Okay, so it's been going on for a long, long time. Yeah, but the last film, let me just double check. It's been a while since the last film. Excuse me. Um, so the 1930s had the Andy Hardy films, and we got Jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was one film a year from 2004 to 2010. Mm-hmm. So it's been a wait of seven years right, since okay. the last one. That's why I was excited about. Oh my god, Jigsaw is finally back. You know. Yes. Um, so, but it was a staple. Right. You know, and the, and the, 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 it was really cheap. The first film was uh, about a million dollars the budget, and it took 103 right. worldwide. And it's just, it's one of these series, because that's the way it is with horror. Yes. You know, it can be super cheap and make 10, 20 times its budget. Yes. Um, because it captures people. It's the most viable genre of the moment, yeah. you know, and I think actually it's the most probably, interesting Probably genre. always has been. Um, well, perhaps. Because, know, because it, if it's good, it can, grasp, it can grab audiences and make them go crazy on a very, very limited budget. That's the thing. It's, it, it, it's probably as profitable as anything, more profitable than any other genre. Yes, but I'm not sure. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that was always the case. I mean, I suppose, you know, in the 1930s, it was Universal Studios that specialized in the Frankensteins and the Draculas, and they certainly had lots of sequels, mm. you know. Um, and and those two were definitely, you know, a, a, a very popular films, as with the, um, the Invisible Man and things like that. Um, but, you know, when you think of the 30s and 40s, I, I kind of, they don't really come to mind. No, sure. You know, and then actually when they do come uh, again to mind is, you know, in Britain with Hammer Horror, right? So, mm. you know, to say that it's always been a... a yeah, you know, okay, that's an overstatement. Spinner, I'm not sure it's true. That's an overstatement. Um, okay, I'll grant you that. But since it's become, I suppose since it became kind of established in the uh, last sort of, I don't know, 40 years or so since horror yeah, kind since of... Halloween. Yeah, yeah, since Halloween, since the slasher turned yeah. up, I guess. You can make these films very cheaply and 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 grab they an audience because it because I guess it comes down to a really simple filmmaking technique and, and and simple kind of creativity and it does not an over reliance on huge stars or huge effects yes. or huge budgets necessarily. Yes, yes that's true. Um, so 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 to go back, I mean, you know, I read your piece and you say, well, one of the pleasures of these films is to come out of the cinema and begin to piece the plot together. Mm. So, kind of, you know, what was the pleasure this time around? There's an um, element of that in this, but I think it's actually quite clear yeah, at the end. So I mean, it, it, it does rely on a familiarity with the rest of the films because uh, um, they... So this is going to be obviously very heavy spoiler territory. Um, but um, 
So what's happened in the previous ones is, is Jigsaw, who's the, the killer who... Well, he's never killed anyone himself. This is the thing about him, right? This was the whole thing in the first film for uh, why he was interesting. He never kills anyone himself, but he just sets up situations in which people might kill themselves or right. each other. Um, but, you know, you, but the idea is you can always go free if you play his game correctly. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a thread that's carried on through this with the one character is going, we have to play by the rules. If we play by the rules, then we'll be able to get out of this. Because when one character doesn't, he mm-hmm. tries to escape through a door that he's not supposed to go through. You know, he gets caught in a trap and his leg has to come off in the end. Right. So, like, so things so like in that. In the past, did people survive? Few, some people have survived, as some, I recall. Some people. Oh, yeah. Most people die, obviously. This is a horror series. You yeah, know? I know. But, 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 you know, this film makes a lot about playing by the rules and, you know, yeah. and, and actually if it is a game, you know, then people can win it and so on. But actually, you're, what you're saying is that really mostly people don't. Mostly people die. Um that's what it's set up for. And, and I suppose, it, like, okay, so if you take it as it's a horror series, obviously people are going to die. That's one sure. way to look at it. But if you look at it in the, in the, in the fiction of the, of the series, then people die because they, they panic, they act selfishly. There's, so one film, for instance, in, in the sixth film, mm-hmm. um, uh, it's, it, it's sort of based on, it takes off from the banking crisis. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that there are five people. Rather, it sets up rather similar to the opening of this one, where it's five people all attached to a wall. And um, they they have to kind of you know get through these traps together, and uh, they're all in in the banking industry, and they've all been fucking people over for a long time financially. Um, and they you know get they die one by one because they act selfishly and stupidly. And then by the end of the film, it turns out that if they'd all acted together the whole way through, instead of one of them having to die each time for the rest to go through, if they'd all made little sacrifices together the whole way and worked and shared the pain then they would have all survived at the end. Mm. That's the kind of ultimate twist and moral. Although, although if you're smart, I mean, you figure that out two seconds in. <laughs> so, so each film has a little moral then? Yeah, exactly. They all try and have these little morals. Well, uh, yeah, so there was, there was that one, and there was also one about the uh, health. Um, Jigsaw um, had cancer, and, they, and this kind of worked its way back into the films in some... Sometimes, so in this one film, the guy who turned him down for health insurance or right. you know, said you can't get help... Um, he ends up in the traps and then it becomes about the health system. Oh, but that's 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 a little bit later on when they sort of attach these things onto it. There was never kind of the idea. The idea of it ultimately from the start was never to be sort of we're going to take on the big issues of the day right. through horror. Because this one doesn't have any as far as I no. can detect. No, <laughs> no, not at all. No, not at all. I mean, it's got it's got it's got some of the staples of the other films. So it's got like crooked cops, yeah. and um, generally uh, some of the people who go into the traps are. Uh, at the lower end of society, but then some of them aren't. You know, some of them are, are just kind of middle class or middle to upper class people who are uh, bastards too. You know, so it, this is really. I mean, I think also one of the reasons why I don't like this is because really all of the people killed in this series are blue collar people. In this film. In this film, sorry, yes, in this film. Um, yeah, more or less for the most part, I guess. Um, the next door neighbor isn't. She's reasonably well off middle class person. Well, we don't. We don't know that. But you really. just see a little bit of her. Yeah, I mean, you know, kind of what you see is like a middle, lower middle class house. So, but, you know, there's a guy who sells bikes. So he's a, you know, he's a, he's a salesman, you know. Um, there's a homeless person who's stealing money from purses. So yeah. there's a purse snatcher. Uh, um, what else? The, the, the guy who, the, the, the sort of drunken frat boy. The drunken frat boy. And then, you know, some, some policemen. So... It's not like the upper echelon bankers were like stiffing everyone out of zillions of tax dollars, right? No, like, absolutely. So you know that 
That doesn't seem very nice. <laughs> uh, but, you know, everyone's got a capability of being evil, I suppose, haven't they? I suppose, um, but, you know, why blame it all on poor people this time around, really? Well, poor, you know, well, poor rich. Why this lesson to poor people? Well, poor, well, the lower end, yeah? Yeah. Um, uh, but, but anyway, uh, going back to, I guess, I think, I think I got off the topic of what is the pleasure of coming out of the cinema and working out what just happened. Mm. There isn't so much of that. There was in the previous films. You really had to go, um, you know, what did we just see? Like, mm. because, because the twists come thick and fast. Yeah. So um, I guess if you go through the, the twist of the first few films, the twist at the end of the first film is that uh, the, guy who, the dead guy in the bathroom turned out not to be dead, mm. and, and he actually turned out to be Jigsaw, and that's when Jigsaw's kind of introduced formally. Yeah. And that's, like, that's a huge deal, and oh my God, and that will ca- that's what captured people. At the end of the second film, it turns out that, that there have been all these people in a, in a kind of Big Brother-style house um, going through these traps. The, the police at the same time are watching this on CCTV cameras mm. uh, and, and interrogating Jigsaw, who's right there. And it turns out that it's not happening simultaneously. And the stuff they're watching on CCTV happened like days ago. Mm. Right? So that's a cool twist. And then you have the third film where a bunch of stuff happened and, and Jigsaw dies at the end. And then you have the fourth film where it turns out that the entire fourth film has been happening at the same time as the third film. Mm. Simultaneously. It's brilliant. It's really fucking brilliant. I really love this stuff. Okay. You know? <laughs> and, and, and what would happen is you'd come out of these films going, oh my God, because it happened right... The, what this film doesn't do very effectively at all is it, there's this uh, piece of music, Hello Zep, it's called, which uh, was written by Charlie Clouser, who did the score for the first film and a bunch of the others. Um, and it's this kind of, these bells going, and it builds up and builds up and builds up. And all the twists start coming thick and fast and all these revelations and then boom, and then the film just ends. They, they do this fantastic climax to all these films where they just go, boom, and then you're done. And you're like, oh, fuck, fuck, what did I just see? Like, there's no denouement. There's no, you know, sort of slowdown. It's just shit. And then you're back into the real world and you have to kind of fucking pig, figure it out. It's great. This one doesn't do that. No. This film just actually explains itself quite neatly. Yeah. <laughs> which is disappointing. And unsatisfyingly. Yeah, it's not very satisfying. Um, so. It's, yeah. The, I mean, the twist, I guess, is kind of nice. The idea is that the the, the the people that you're seeing go through these traps in this film mm-hmm. are the very first people that he did it to. Mm-hmm. It's go, it goes way back in time. Because Jigsaw, the whole thing is Jigsaw has been dead and they start picking up clues that the cops do. Jigsaw's back. His voice is here. His blood's here. What's going on? Jigsaw can't be alive. We buried this guy. Yeah. Turns out that uh, a copycat killer who has access to all of this stuff has been doing it. because then And on the other side, Jigsaw actually turns up on screen, yeah. has a big monologue. Yeah. And you go, wait, this can't be right. Jigsaw is dead. I definitely saw him die. Yes. So in this film, is it the same actor but looking 10 years older, or is it footage from previous films? No, they'll, they'll have made this completely new. Um, right. So it's, I guess he does look old. I mean, you can't read. Really, he looks about the same. I don't think he's ever aged. Mm. I think he was born at about 64 years old. Right, okay. He's good, Tobin Bell. They got really lucky with Tobin Bell, uh-huh. who plays Jigsaw, uh-huh. because when they made the first film, it was this tiny little production that no one ever thought would spawn all these movies. And um, and and the fact that... Because all he had to do in the first one was lie on the floor. Mm. That was, his whole role was lie down on the floor and then get up at the end and reveal, reveal yourself to be the killer. So the fact that he turned out to be a good actor who can carry this role... Mm. Um, was a real stroke of luck. Mm. And he's always been the best thing about these films. Even I, though he hasn't been in most of them. I didn't, I, I really, I didn't like any of the performers either. Yeah, the performers are crap. Apart um, from him. So, like... They're, they've always had the very lowest budget sort of performers. They've mm. been absolute crap. Mm. Yeah. 
Um, That's never been the reason to see these films. I thought it might have been fun, you know, if you do like a, this kind of film with like really big stars, you know. So it's I've, like yeah, Brad Pitt getting his head chopped off. <laughs> will, will he survive? That would be lovely, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or have it like, or, or, or directed by the Coens. Uh, yeah, something. <laughs> I mean, this was. I think you know. I really felt tortured. I I kind of, you know, I was grasping at things to like. Um, you know, to, to, to enable me to share your 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 past pleasures I, in the series. And I really kind of struggled and I couldn't find anything. I, I really felt like bludgeoned, really. That's a shame. And I think it's ultimately it's not a very good film, that's the problem. It's, it's, there are some moments, it has its moments, like when he reaches down to pick up the tape between the wires that you think might snap at any time. Mm. It's real tension there. There are a few moments like that. There are a couple of inventive uh, ideas in the traps, but... Um, for the most part, it's not well made. Um, it's not too creative. The the pleasure in it for me was in what it added to the the, the kind of plot history yes. of the films. Um, but I, I wouldn't be watching it twice to, um, to you know for the pleasure of actually watching the film. I don't think it's very. It's not a very good film. Yes, um, which is a shame. A couple of the films have added jigsaw, uh, added apprentices to jigsaw. In the past, and they've known they've been people who he's picked up through his traps. So previous survivors. Mm. So Carrie, how, how do you say his name? Carrie Elways. You, you, Elways. Yes, Elways. Elways, isn't it? Um, Carrie Elways. I just saw him in the Princess Bride last night. He, he uh, it, the first film with Carrie Elways and uh, Lee Wannell, and Carrie Elways survives, um, and turns out to have been uh, an apprentice of Jigsaw's um, since then. Mm. So Jigsaw picks him up and goes. You know, I'm going to bathe you in the blah 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 in this sort of mock religious way, mm. and turns him into an apprentice. He's a doctor, so he helps him perform all these surgeries on people. Mm. Um, uh, Amanda, Amanda from from the, the the second film and the first film, she turns out to be an apprentice as well. So she goes on to become a, a protege of his. And then in this one, this film just adds a new one. So this surgeon guy, this uh, what's he? A, he does post mortems for the police. Yes, um... forensics dude. And so he's somebody who lost his job because he he misdiagnosed a Jigsaw's uh, cancer uh, diagnosis. Yeah, did he lose his job because of it? I think it was just a mistake that he made that Jigsaw obviously knew about because it was Jigsaw's cancer. But... Well, I well I'm I think I'm assuming that, but there's a reason why at one point he's like a surgeon, and at another point he's doing postmortems. That's true, and he was in the army for a while. They just they just like they made it up as they went along. Probably. <laughs> But I was just looking at some article. I found some article that said like Jigsaw explaining the ending, and they were going like, "Well, this guy, why wasn't he in the previous films? Well, he was in Iraq, and he was in this." And it's like because they just made it up. Because <laughs> they didn't know that they were going to make another one. Yes. Um, um, I I must say, so I didn't like it. Yeah. I felt bludgeoned. Right. So you know, there's there's a type of there are ways of being scared that are pleasurable, and there are ways that you just feel tortured. In this film, I just felt like tortured, really. Um, and then, kind of, you know, there's a way in which some of these films can be read, you know, allegorically, uh, that are very satisfying. And then there are ways that you 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 shiver, really. Mm. And to me, this does seem like a Trumpist film in which you kind of just punish poor people, really, for you know, for having done something uh, um, that wasn't right, you know, that yeah. But uh, but 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 but. The punishment kind of so um, outweighs the crime. Outweighs the crime, and also there's an implicit assumption. There's an implicit support for capital punishment, right, throughout the whole film to begin with. 
that's a problem. That's already with, a problem. That's a kind of yeah. That's a problem with the film and not so much the series because the idea of the series, like I say from the start, was always that you could through through a form of sacrifice, um, you could uh, have a, whatever rehabilitation or what's what's like the Catholic word for it. Um, Repent. repent. You yeah, could repent. Yeah. You could repent for your crimes through uh, an act of, pe- of penance or sacrifice, yeah. um, and it would be horrible and torture because these are horror movies. But that, <laughs> that's um, that's what you could do, and that that idea uh, has just gone by the wayside over the years. Yes. Yeah, it was kind of pure at the this start. This feels very right. Old Testament. Like <laughs> you stole three dollars, you're you're going to be slashed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's like it's not. It's it's not. It's not completely like that because there were. In, a, in one or two of the films, the idea was raised that uh, a copycat killer of Jigsaw was putting people into traps which they couldn't escape from. Mm-hmm. People were wired into them in such a way that there was just no way of getting out, no matter how hard they tried. Mm-hmm. And that became a, a thing in the film, like, this is why this guy isn't Jigsaw, because Jigsaw's traps, you can always escape, that's the point. Um, so the idea has always been there, and I think it still is there in this, that if you if you understand the trap and if you work it out and if you sacrifice the right thing, you can... Mm. Uh, get out. That's still that's still the case in this film, I think. Mm. Well, but it's moments. it's just always predictable that people are always going to do it wrong or whatever because you don't have a saw film otherwise. Yeah, but still, I mean, I think it is something that like nobody escapes really, you know, in the film. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, this idea of having free will, you know, is actually denied you. You know, or choice is kind of like. You know, it kind of—it feels like the film pays lip service to that. But well, really kind of, not quite. I mean, if, well, for, so the guy—the guy—the guy who goes through the—the <laughs> the guy who goes through the wrong door. The door literally has painted on it, no exit, and he goes, "Well, I'm going through here." And they and they tell him, "We've we've already experienced the rules of this game because two people have died already. If you go out through this door, something bad's going to happen to you. Pay attention." And he goes, "No, I'm going to do it. That's so, free will." So again, there's a kind of like uh, fascist element to the whole film that. You know, either you follow the rules or you die, and then it's your fault because you haven't followed the rules. Oh sure, <laughs> sure. But I'm just saying, there's still an element of free will. Like he 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 decided to try and get out that way, yeah. and it was very clear that he shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, if if it turned out that you could get out that way, then that's fucked up. And well, I would I would then know, ideologically and... disagree with Jigsaw. But as um, it is, I think he's a good guy, just trying to do right by society. <laughs> 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 Let's wrap it up here. I don't think there's anything more. There's to not say. an awful lot more to say. Is I well, I hope it doesn't put you off seeing the other because we were going to watch one or two of the other ones. Yes. I was going to. I was hoping to try and try, kind of introduce you to them, but we didn't have time. We didn't get around to it. I hope it doesn't put you off ever seeing any of the others because <sighs> the first the first two films at the very least are are good, right. decent sort of creepy. Well, I might give horror. it a go, but I must say I really did feel tortured by this. Yeah. You know. So. Um, and if it was something like this, I wouldn't like to repeat the experience, really. Because there's an ugliness to it, really, I, I, I felt. I felt kind of slightly violated, really. Mm. I don't think it stands up so much to, to that kind of deeper reading, because I think it's... Well, I mean, in a way, I guess, every film does. But, um, I mean, it's making it up as it goes along. That much is very, very clear. Yes, yeah, well, it's making um, it up in a kind of yeah. you know, not very laudable direction. No, I guess. I mean, yeah, I, I I can't recommend that anyone sees it, and I think really the only pleasure in it for me is um, the way it you know kind of interrelated with the with the rest of the series, um, because it's not a very good film on its own terms, and it's definitely not a good introduction to the series. I have no desire to to defend this film on that basis at all. It's a shame because I like these films. <laughs> I love them, love them to bits. They've made eight hundred and eighty million dollars. 
<laughs> There's an audience on a, on a combined budget of seventy four million. That's you know horror horror counts. Yes. You want to see the critical responses to them? Yes, read me some of it. I'll give you the Rotten Tomatoes uh, percentages for each of the eight films in order. Okay, starting with Saw one, forty nine percent, thirty seven percent, twenty eight percent, seventeen percent, thirteen percent, thirty nine percent for Saw six. Nine percent uh, for th- Saw 3D, and thirty-eight uh, percent for Jigsaw. So, like all all good horror series, crap reviews. Well, you know, I, I was open to it. Yeah, no. Um, and you gave it a fair whack, and um, you know, it's not it's not your fault. It was shit. Yeah, I mean, you know, I also think like you have to be really true to your responses, right? Like, kind of. You know. The one thing I'm curious about, I said uh, maybe when we went over this, but if when you say you were tortured, was there an element of um, you know, actually, kind of like kind of putting your hands over your eyes, peeking through your fingers. Oh yeah, no, I did that throughout. Like a, like a good thing, because that's something you no, do in good horror movies. Good thing. You see, I mean, like, I mean, I know the the difference that you're trying to establish. Sure. And this is why I use the word tortured rather than just being scared, right? Mm. Because you know there can be a lot of pleasure in being scared, right? You know, but this I really just felt like it was it was torture. Yeah. Right? Like you know, I didn't find it beautiful. You know, it wasn't aesthetic. It didn't feel well earned, right? Like you know, sometimes kind of when 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 horror films set out to scare you, you feel they've they've earned your response, right? Yes. Whereas you, the reason why I thought this is the equivalent of melodrama of throwing a baby in front of a bus is because you know you put a chain around somebody's neck and you put a chainsaw and you bring them to the chainsaw and you're like you know and the flesh goes and you're of course kind yeah. of tortured. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. I, I think probably yeah the only the only real quality bit of filmmaking in it was the short sequence where um, the one character is trying to reach down yeah, for that yeah. tape yeah. There, that, there was genuine tension in there and, and, yeah. and creepy uh, sort of there were a couple of God, images yeah. that I thought were interesting as well you know when they had the lasers yeah like I mean that just created like a, an, a, a cage around the face yeah like a, a cage of metal and light that was an interesting image you know but you also felt well it's almost you know interesting by accident <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> Yeah, there's not an awful lot that's that's sort of deliberately nice about. But and what I will say is that I like the fact that it ultimately preserves the thing of um, Jigsaw being dead because when Jigsaw actually comes back on screen, you're going, okay, now I definitely saw this guy die. This guy is dead. I know this. So this film can't be bringing him back to life. Please tell me you're not bringing him back to life. And when it turns out that what you're watching all happened many, many, many years ago, um, that's a relief. And actually, that's quite a nice little bit of. You know, a bit of plotting because you because you go okay, so now now it all adds up. Yeah. This is what I was talking about. Like the whole film is going, it's all over the place. This is fucking stupid. Like he's alive, but he's not, and then he's not in his grave, and this is, and then and then it all resolves, and you go, oh, it didn't make sense until it made sense, <laughs> and I like that, yeah. even if it's not actually good. Okay.